I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey everyone and welcome to the first ever episode of Vic and M's Comedy Jam. The first one ever. Yep, my name's Vicky Hanlon. And I'm Emily Tresseter. You are. And this is Vic and M's Comedy Jam. did already say that. Oh, yeah. Well, let's talk about what it is then. Yes, we can do that. Basically, it's us talking to our comedy mates. Yeah, and they're not always mates, but they are always gems. Yes. Very good at comedy, really yeah. funny. They make us laugh. We love comedy. We do love comedy. We do comedy. We are comedy. I would not go that far. I guess we're not. Act. Yeah, you're we're right. not actually no, comedy. We love and do comedy. Yes. But so we're going to interview a bunch of, we're going to have some chats. Let's not say interviews. That's very formal, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not an interviewer. Yeah, it's I'm true. I'm a chatter. So we sit down and we have mad banter with a bunch of amazing comedy gems. Absolutely. And then every couple of months we do live shows. Live shows. So excited for live shows. So exciting. And basically some of the people that you hear uh, that we have chats with are going to be on stage doing their thing. Doing gonna... the thing on stage. So actually, this first episode is really excitingly a live episode. Our very first live show. It's very fun. And it was so fun. We had such a good time. So I guess we should just get into it. Yes, we yeah. should definitely just get into it. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, wait. No, Vicky, I've come up with a jingle. What? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've come... No, 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 no. I've come up with... I was just going to put music in. No, no, no. You want to hear this jingle, Vicky. It's so good. I'm like, <laughs> you're going to love it. Okay, I'm... Are you... Yeah, you're ready. All right, I'm going to do it just really quickly. I promise you, it's so good. All right, here we go. Ready? Yep. It's Vic and M's, comedy gems. All of our mates are comedy greats. We'll ask them things. You'll hear great things. Vic and M's, comedy gems. This party will make you say yeah, yeah. Nah. No, it says yeah. it makes you say yeah. And Sam videoing it. No, we're not doing it. But it says it makes you say... Let's, nope. just, let's just do the episode, Vicky. Let's do the episode. Strap in. Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming to the very first episode slash show of Vicky's Comedy Gems. I am Vicky Hanlon. I am Emily Tressida. Woo! Very weird. Yeah. And Vic, it's a real thing. Uh, welcome. Thank you so much for coming. How are we all feeling? Good. 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 I'm glad you're good. Uh, the gents at this table, how are you feeling? Sober. Sober. I, I guess you need to scull your beer, mate. I don't know. Do something. Let's get shots. Shot, um, shot, 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 <laughs> shot, shot, shot. For everybody. Um, not on me, though. Please, Jesus, not on me. Uh, for those of you that have just entered or have no idea where you are or what you're doing, Vic and M's Comedy Gems. Oh, I was just going to say I've got no idea what I'm doing here <laughs> and where I am. And... Perfect. Uh, thanks so much, Vicky. Great. Uh, I've got a lot of confidence <laughs> in the show so far. Good. <laughs> uh, this is uh, basically a comedy lineup show, so you're going to see three 
outstanding comedians. Three and of our favourites. Yeah, they're, they're our comedy gems. So you're basically going to see them do a set of solid gold. If they don't do solid gold, I'm sure they will. They will. You're up the back. You'll do it. Yeah, uh, I have faith. <laughs> which is great. <laughs> uh, and we're going to be your MCs for the evening. Basically, we're just going to introduce a bunch of our mates that do comedy that are exceptional. How does that sound? Good. Woo. Yep, great. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, clapping is good. That's great. And that's another <laughs> thing for the night to remember. If things are funny, please do laugh. And if they're great, also clap. Cause yeah, I, clapping I, sounds good. Clapping does sound really like good. It. So clapping is great. <laughs> it is. No, no you're right. <laughs> you're right. Perfect. <laughs> what else do we need to tell them, Vicky? Uh, this is being recorded. It is a podcast. Yes. So you will be able to listen to this back. You can hear yourself clap and cheer and all that sort of stuff. So if you want to hear yourself on the internet. Basically, you've just been recorded saying you're sober. So all your mates are going to think you're a sober dickhead. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) None of that. Um, What else am I going to say? So basically the format of the show for tonight is a regular lineup show. Perfect. Three of our best... Favourite comedians doing a few minutes each. Mm-hmm. But we're also recording general chats That's with true. them. Yes. So for the other three weeks, we're going to have a chat. Chats. Chats. Uh, we've already had chats. chats. We've already had chats with the three you're about to see tonight who are all exceptional comedians. And we've basically had a bit of banter with them about their weeks. That's something that we do yeah. on their podcast. What so, have you done this week? So Vicky and I are going to have a quick chat about what we've done this week, if you're fine with that, just to really like keep with theme, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, Yes. What have you done this week? Vicky, I really hoped you weren't going to bring up what I'd done No, no, this no. Week. I'm not talking about my week. What did you do this week? Guys, someone broke up with me this week. No, um, no. <laughs> You're like, this is going to be every week's podcast. You're right. This is um, at least six out of 12 months worth of podcasts for it's, us. It's quite true. A boy broke up with me again. Whatever. Boys break up with me a lot, guys. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to tell you. Uh, Oh, yes. bless. I do pick the wrong ones. <laughs> this is ve- this got very deep and meaningful very quickly, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, a boy broke up with me. That is the thing that happened. And I thought I was totally fine. You thought I was fine. I really did. I thought she's taking it well. Everyone was like, she's so fine. Yeah. And I was like, I'm so fine. Yeah. And um, and then I found myself at your comedy room. You run a room on Wednesdays. I do run a comedy room on Wednesdays at the this Imperial Hotel in the city. Hey, good plug. Sweet Ooh. plug. And uh, I got there on Wednesday and I walked up to a group of our friends at a table and I happened to to just walk in and go, hey guys, um, look, old mate broke up with me. I'm totally fine, but I just purchased this entire bottle of wine. (laughs) So that's kind of how my week's gone, really. I got very drunk, vomited a few times. That's where I'm at. In a taxi. All right. Okay, cups are good. Cups are good. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Now I'm going to spew all the time. (laughs) You know the moment that I knew that you were drunk? Tell me. When you finished the bottle of wine and I Perfect. was like, you know what? She can hold her alcohol. I think she's okay. Right. And then you walked into my room and mm-hmm. started heckling the people on stage. Ooh. Which, <laughs> as a comedian, the biggest no-no <laughs> you could ever have. Like, Sure. As a comedian, big no-no. Especially as drunk to- Emily Tremley, big <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Sorry. We have an actual... Emily's last name is Tressida. But her drunken last name is Tremoli. It's I'm a whole nother character. Just a huge menace. I vomit in taxis. I, I heckle at comedians. I'm the pits, but people tend to enjoy it purely because they can laugh at me. You're so the if worst any of you, person ever. Wow. <laughs> this has gone great. This is when mum and mum fights. This is how a podcast goes. Um, yeah, okay, great. So Emily Tremoli's the worst. We've all learned that. Great. Yes, that was the correct Tremoli. response. 
Imagine if I did a shot on stage. Maybe I should do that. Should I line that up? Let's do it. I think that's another Melbourne comedian's gear you're stealing right there. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Never mind. I won't do it. <laughs> won't do the shots thing. Forget it. Forget it. Uh, anything else we need to say, Vicky? Uh, no, I think we're good. Do you guys think we're good? Are you guys ready for a stand-up comedian? It's going to blow yeah. your goddamn minds. Yeah. These guys are eating burgers. Oh, I reckon... God damn it. You know I what I reckon? Food. Can you guys take turns in eating so one of you at all times can still laugh? Is that okay? Like, if you just tag team the eating, that would be so good for us. So you guys... No, you're not good? You, pardon? I laugh respect with your mouth and value that. I respect and value that. So Love what's it. your name? <laughs> He's just lent to... Yeah, that's great. Uh, you probably will get some burger on the person in front of you. That's definitely going to happen. What's your name, Superstar? Phil. Hey, Phil. Thanks for coming. I, I really respect and value the fact that you can laugh with your mouth full. That's really a trait that I admire in a person, as well as vomiting in taxis, because that's really respectable. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. <laughs> um, all right, guys. I think First comedian. Yeah, let's bring on the first comedian. So, you know what to do. Laugh, clap, yeah. eat your burgers and laugh. Yes, Phil, yes. <laughs> um, your first comedian. First comedian is one of my absolute favourites. I love her so much. She's amazing. Uh, she's about to go to Edinburgh for the first time in, to do a show over there, which is very amazing. exciting. So if you know anyone in Scotland, tell them to go see the show. Uh, give it up for the amazing Laura Davis. That's that's an obstacle I've never come across before. <laughs> Hello, you don't have to coordinate your burger eating. Oh, my ego will be all right if you are silent for the whole time. Uh, welcome to the show. It's nice to see you. I haven't talked to anybody for a while. I've been sick for like five weeks now. I just got better yesterday. Still didn't leave the house. Wasn't ready. Uh, today, though thrust into the world once again and I'm just not prepared for it. Have you done that before where you just hole up for long enough that you don't remember what to do when you get on a tram? Uh, not like I remembered the book, like I got the book, all right? <laughs> uh, by the way, I once got out of a Mikey fine by saying, nah, mate, I bopped it too many times. If you want to try that, they're like, no, nah, we have to find you. You go, nah, mate, that's bopped. No, nah, I, I bopped it. You can't. I don't think it unbopped on the way, and they're like, they just, just short circuits their logic enough that they walk away. So, if you are willing to be that person on a tram, you can definitely get out of a fine. It's maybe thrust, people kind of looking at me on the tram, and I'm like, oh, that's, that's, they're looking at me, but that's the way the seats face. I need to just relax a bit. I've been, I've been tense. The, the world seems a bit fucked. I'm not. I'm not sure how it works anymore. I was in Burke Street Mall with my friend and uh, he refused to give money to a man who asked for some because he said that that man was pretending to be homeless. He was like, that guy, he's not really homeless. That guy is pretending. He is pretending to be homeless. And then like 30 metres down the road past Maya, he gave money to a guy who was definitely pretending to be a statue. Just absolutely not a fucking statue. And if you're going to put a boycott out on pretend, it's too late. We have movies. You can't. It's a weird, like, just chuck a couple of bucks in the fucking pretend jar, mate. Like, that's a, he was doing a way better job of pretending to be homeless than that guy was of pretending to be a statue, too. Like, if we're going on merit, that guy had him floored. 
just don't understand it. There seems to be little glitches in the Matrix lately that I've noticed. And look, I have not seen the Matrix, but I know there are glitches. Uh, that is all I know about the Matrix. Please do not ask me any non-glitch-based questions about the Matrix. This is my full sphere of, no- sphere of knowledge there. But little ones like I... I've been going to similar level a lot to get my food because it's the closest to my house and I was sick and I just made several trips and uh, I, I asked the guy how often he sells the spam at the 7-Eleven because it baffles me that somehow, I think completely accidentally, we've managed to create a society where there is 24-hour access to spam every 25 metres through the city. Like, there's no place you are in Melbourne CBD where you could not access a can of Spam within three minutes. <laughs> we didn't mean for that to happen, it just happened. It's like, how often do you sell the Spam? And he said, never. He said, uh, never. He said he'd worked there four years, he'd never sold one can of Spam. And I asked uh, how often he restocks the Spam. Uh, and he said, ah, oh, about every week. I was like, mate... Someone's stealing your fucking spam. <laughs> his eyes just kind of opened with realization, just with a sudden shock of his, oh, fuck. <laughs> and I didn't know what to do. My question had been innocent. I was meaning, does it get rotated, restocked? Do you get, why do you have it in the first place? But I just opened this vortex for him that he wasn't prepared to go in. I was like, you got to put that behind the counter, mate, where it's safe. So if you go to the one on Lonsdale Street there, it's behind the counter where it's safe. Uh, he's guarding it now. It's like the condoms, the lube, the spam. Look, it's a bad night. If you need that holy trinity, it is there for you, though. Have, have a page of notes. Don't be put off by it. Sometimes people get mad when a comic looks at notes. I'm not reading any jokes. It just, just has a list of words, and I go, oh, yeah, well, they liked the spam shit, maybe I can move into my sweet tampon material. You know? Some segues. It's like a... I know how to drive the car, but this is the map, I think. It's the best analogy. I do... I know that is a a trigger word. I'm not meant to talk about periods or or tampons. I get it a lot. People say they don't like uh, female comics. We always talk about periods. This isn't really talking about periods so much. Uh, It's a job offer that I got recently in my inbox where I would be allowed to uh, write performing and be featured in the billboards for a tampon commercial uh, for which I would be paid a lifetime supply of tampons. (laughs) No money, just the tampons, uh, to write the ad, to perform in and to be on the billboards. No money, just that my landlord's a woman, rent is due monthly, that's still not going to work. Like... (laughs) Insane to me, and I, I just, I have to talk about it because of what is the deal with that? And not like, what is the deal with that? But like, what is the deal? How do they infiltrate that into my life? Like, how, how does that happen? There's a guy named Mark, you ring him up once a month. You're like, hey, Mark, I'm out, bring some round. He's like, I gave you some last month. So I guess how it fucking works, Mark. <laughs> don't give a shit if it's two in the morning. I want the big ones. <laughs> how, how many. How many is a lifetime supply of tampons? What is that? Look, do I need a storage shed in Nary Warren? Like, <laughs> what is it? I have no idea, so forgive me. I know I'm not allowed to talk about periods. I know I'm not allowed to talk about tampons, but I did do the maths. Um, so the average woman per period loses about 60 mils of blood slash fluid. Okay, not that much blood slash fluid, just a little blood slash fluid. Uh, times 12 months in a year, times 43. Uh, average number of menstruating years a woman has in a lifetime brings you to 30,960 mils of blood slash fluid over the course of life. Now, 
Does anybody know how much blood is in the human body on average? Oh, that's quite a big Icelandic man, but yes. Uh, <laughs> smaller, about 5.5. Uh, so uh, you divide 30,960 by 5.5, which means that 5.6 people are going to bleed to death out of my cunt over um, <laughs> the period of my life. <laughs> and I'm not allowed to talk about it. I'm not allowed to say anything. I'm going to keep that shit on the down low. <laughs> I don't know. There's a few things I'm not meant to talk about, and and I have wanted. There's, there's a few. I'm trying to find the longer ones. This is this feels like a more conversational gig than the than the fast ones uh, that, that are on here. There's there's one. I I, I have a sex curse. Uh, that's something I can tell you about before I go. I have a I have a sex curse. Um, it's simultaneously much better than it sounds and way worse. Then it sounds. My sex curse is out of maybe uh, four potential encounters. Maybe one will be uh, successful. The other three will usually involve the man coming over, uh, stripping nude, and then just crying and telling me sad stories about his life. And it is way easier to give a hand job than it is to reinforce someone's entire existence. Like, I mean, I can get both done in 20 minutes now, but that's years of experience. It's kind of it's like a pat on the back and a wrist movement in the same. It's very complicated. It's an advanced manoeuvre and I don't know, maybe they don't know themselves, you know? Maybe they don't know themselves. They just, they come over and, and I get a, I'm not reading into it. I'm not an idiot, okay? I'm not... I get a little message late at night, like, hey, Laura, it's uh, one in the morning, can I come over? I'm like, yeah, all right, mate, I'm stoned, I'm on the rug, face down, listening to crock rock on repeat, all right? (laughs) Not much happening, you might as well. And then they come in and they, maybe they don't know themselves, they just kind of strip nude and assume the form of a man telling me their problems and just lay there, just kind of stroking my hair and telling me and, and they're like oh actually I think I just want to talk I'm like, why didn't you bring pyjamas like why what are you meant to do with that I think I want to set up like a like a sex therapy kind of a situation like make some money from this talent uh, not like a sex therapy proper one but just like like I strap you to the wall uh, you tell me as many problems as you like. Like, if I go to give you a hand job, if you say no, it's like $20 more. I think that's <laughs> how it will have to work. Um, I don't know. It's painful. I'm, I have to travel soon. I don't like flying. I really fucking hate it, and I have to do a lot of it for this job, which is weird. I love doing this bit. I hate the, the flights, but I like babies on planes. I know you're not... Meant to, but I find it very cathartic because they're just sitting there like, ah! like, yes, yeah, sing it, sister. This is fucked. Amen. Preach it. I want that. I like that a lot. I just want that. I want. I want to be in the baby jet, just all babies screaming, and then I get to relax. I would like that the most. I think. I don't know. I've been. I've been thinking too much about bad stuff. Like I've been. I've got a new job in an office. Uh, monitoring the news, which is a bad thing to monitor. Nothing good happens. Nothing. Just horrible, horrible things. And and there's been a lot of horror lately. Like these these kind of things where where people people get furious. Like a few months ago, uh, for <laughs> International Women's Day, uh, the city of Melbourne changed some, not all, of the green men on the pedestrian crossings to be green women. 
and people freaked out. Just, where's Greeny? Where is he? Where's my friend? Where's my friend? And they're like, oh, he's just, he's a green woman now. We just made him a green woman. But like, no, he's not a green woman. He's a green man. And in my head, he's a white green man. <laughs> I reckon we go hard on that. I reckon we make them all green, all the green men green women, and we make all the red men like gay Muslim refugees. Like, oh, that would show them. I was just stuck at the lights. Just, no, he's not, he's not, he's not, he's my friend, he's a white friend, and we hang out on the weekends and we go fishing, and he likes when our mate sucks cock and he cooks food you don't like. Right? <laughs> you can cross whenever you're ready. <laughs> like that I think there's a lot of violence and we get very smug in this country whenever there's like a mass shooting overseas particularly in America like a shitty smug kid just like oh 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 did you have another shooting America did you oh <laughs> um mm, mm, well that's why our dad says we're not allowed guns mm, glad he took them away mm, so smug it's not fair, it's not right, because it's so easy to get a gun in Australia, okay? I don't think you realise, I don't want to scare anyone, it's easy, okay? There's two steps. One, you have to have a job where you can say you need a gun, all right? Like you are a farmer or a veterinarian on Melbourne Cup Day or a ticket inspector on the train and you definitely need a gun to do your job. If you're on the Frankston line, they give you two. Uh, <coughs> Step two, you have to go to the post office and fill in some forms. And that is where we have ended gun violence in this country because we are too lazy to fucking do that. Absolutely no way could we maintain that rage. I'm going to shoot everyone! I'm going to shoot everyone! They took greedy! I'm going to shoot everyone! No, four to seven business days. <sighs> All right, just the stamps, please. <laughs> Yep, the wildflower ones, the waterfall ones make me sad for a reason I don't know. Um, yep, and this, uh, this book on one pot cooking, please. And, uh, yeah, and this uh, 42 pack of Bueno bars. And, uh, this World War II commemorative coin purse. Uh, this money box shaped like a cactus. Um, this Father's Day card, I have some things I need to say. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It really isn't. I want to do maybe one bit before I go. I'm trying to pick my favourites. Oh, there's one still here that I really... I really don't know if I'm... I can do it still. Like, I, there's one on same-sex marriage. I, I do... It's been in the news lately with Christopher Pine and everything, and it's an issue quite dear to my, my dear to my heart. Like I, I I'm a bisexual lady. Uh, at least I, I think I'm a bisexual lady. There's still an outside chance that I'm just a lesbian with a strong stomach. That is. <laughs> That's not a joke, but it is the dark horse to win the race. Um, I'm not, I'm not like a sexy bisexual. I'm not like one of those ones that's like, ooh, yeah, I just like everyone. I don't like anyone, and if I didn't open the net a bit wider, I'd be in trouble. Think, uh, hello, do you suck? Like, no, all right, I don't give a shit what you have. Just don't be a dickhead. Uh, such a small pull to choose from anyway. 
But there's so much that comes through that I'm monitoring this news and it just comes flooding through. It's fucking insane. It's like, oh, well, we can't let the gays get married because then where will it stop? Where will it stop? People will be marrying their pets. People will marry their ducks. And I've heard lots of people talk about this. Okay, I've heard people talk about how disgusting, disrespectful, demeaning this is to the gay community to even compare the two things. And my take on the issue is a bit different. My take on the issue is, but what if just okay? If that's the price for millions of people to be given equal rights, then let's have the fucking dog weddings. Like, let's just have them. This house is no weirder to marry a dog than it is to force one to live in your house as a weird unofficial friendship slave. Like, it's not... I'm not saying it's bad to have a dog. I'm saying it's no weirder to marry one. Like, I'll go first, okay? I will marry a Labrador. I will wear a nice dress. I will throw the bouquet. Okay, let him fetch it. Throw it again. Okay, our family can carry us around the room on chairs at the reception, but just me because he's not allowed on the furniture. <laughs> I'm starting to lose my voice a little. You've been very lovely. Thanks for coming down supporting. We gave you just one this time, Laura. No confusion. How good, Laura Davis. Give it up again. What a bloody legend. What a comedy gem. Phil, you did such a good job at laughing and eating. So good. And also patting your head and rubbing your tummy. You did really good at that. Thanks so much. Are you guys ready for your next act? He is phenomenal. He just won Raw this year. He's the 2017 Raw champion. You guys ready for him? Punts are ready. Put your hands together. Go crazy for the one, the only, Zach Dyer. I love how you just said uh, he won Raw. Yeah. Do you guys know what Raw is? Yeah. <laughs> I won a competition with... Uh, it was who could have the most unprotected sex. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nailed it. I, um, I'm not going to ask you guys how you're going, right? Because I don't really like when a comedian does that because I always find the answer quite disingenuous, right? A comedian will get on stage and go, oh, g'day guys, how you going? And like four or five people in the audience will just go, woo! That doesn't happen in real life, does it? Like, you guys didn't meet up to come for drinks tonight and you've seen him walk up and be like, oh, mate, thanks for coming, how are you going? And you've just gone, woo! Probably cancelled the date. It's good to be here, guys. It's very good to be... It's good to be here in Brunswick. It's good to be here in Melbourne. Melbourne's the world's most livable city. Which I think is a very, very accurate description for a city that's got not one, but three 24-hour Kmarts. <laughs> I think that's very... Like, never mind a midnight run to McDonald's for ice cream. How about a 2am run to Kmart for coat hangers? That's some livable shit. <laughs> but we've all been there though, haven't we? You know, it's late at night. You're comfortable in bed. Oh fuck, I need homewares. <laughs> Anywhere else you have to wait until the next morning. Some kind of third world country, I don't know. It is good to be here, guys. I am not from Melbourne. I am from 
Queensland. I grew up in, in North Queensland, right? And it's great. I find Melbourne very livable, although the winter is a little bit tough for me because I'm, from a, I'm a, from a warm climate, right? I remember last winter, it might have happened this year, but I remember the one particular day last winter, it was 8 degrees at 10.30 in the morning. Now, that's not a joke, that's just the weather. <laughs> now, here's Zach with the sports. Thanks, Zach. Uh, the, the Bombers beat Essendon. <laughs> Ten points to... I'm from Queensland, I don't know anything about AFL. And Victorian people don't like that. You guys follow a team? Big AFL guys? Not really? Are you from here as well? Yeah. Oh, really? What sport do you like? Not sports guys? Oh, fucking hell, that's a new one for me. But you do... I find it hard because... Um, People get quite offended because, like you would have seen, Victorian people fucking love AFL. Love it. I didn't realise how much they loved it until I moved down here and I told people that I didn't follow the sport and didn't have a team. They got quite offended. They'd say things like... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. What are you even doing down here, you tropical cockhead? <laughs> Go suck a mango. <laughs> it's very offensive. Oh yeah, it's not all. It's not always. I'm not always just uh, telling jokes and having a fun time, guys. Sometimes I like to get serious and look into the serious issues going on in the world, right? Like uh, recently, I've been looking into a lot into Israel and particularly the Israel-Palestine conflict. It's very interesting stuff, you know. Isn't Netanyahu a funny name? <laughs> That's like when your dad first starts using the internet. It's like, oh, I've been on the Netanyahu. <coughs> Turns out it is all uh, funny jokes and silly times. I don't know anything about fucking Israel. I, um, all right, all right, I've got a question now. I've got a bit of a question, because you guys seem very cool, right? But I need to know this. Tell me this. Do you guys like to fuck around, or...? <laughs> you like to fuck around? Yeah? I love it. Fuck, I love fucking around. I'm not being... I oh, know I did win that, uh, that, that raw competition. <laughs> But I'm not being vulgar when I ask, do you like to fuck around, you know? I just mean like when you're not doing much and a friend asks, oh, what are you up to? And you're not doing much, you're like, ah, oh, I'm just fucking around. Do you like to fuck around? Yeah. All three of you like to fuck? Is that what you have in common? You're like, fuck sports, let's just go fuck around. <laughs> I don't blame you. Like I said, I love to fuck around. I think most people 
like it. I've only ever met one person that didn't like fucking around. And he didn't like it so much that he made it his catchphrase. His name was Gavin Topher. It is a funny name, isn't it? <laughs> and this has been fucking recorded as well, because there's a there's a rule in comedy if you use if like if you're talking about someone in your life, in your past, whatever, you have to you should change their name. But I haven't thought of a funnier name than Gavin Topher. <laughs> so it's staying in. But I went to high school with this guy, right? And he didn't like, like, like I said, he made it his catchphrase. catchphrase. Every time he'd enter a classroom, he'd say this. He'd say, Gavin Topher, don't fuck around. That wasn't a thing at my high school, by the way, having a catchphrase. Like, I wasn't walking around saying, Zach Dyer, work hard and be nice to people. <laughs> Although in hindsight, I wish I did. Because isn't that a good message for a young man? But every time something had happened, he'd say this. He'd say, Gavin Topher, don't fuck around. And I didn't know what he meant. I never got him to clarify. Like, what was he saying? Was he saying, my name's Gavin Topher, and I don't fuck around? <laughs> or was he warning me and the other students by saying, listen, my name is Gavin Topher. Don't fuck around around me because I'm not into that kind of thing. And I don't think he really knew what he meant either. Right? Because here's the thing about Gavin Topher. He was always fucking around. He's a bloody hypocrite. I don't know what Gavin Topher's up to anyway. He's probably looking for me. If he could stop fucking around so much, I don't know. Uh, you guys... Uh, Laura's talking about the news. You like, guys, what's the news? It's just nothing. No sport, no news, nothing. We're just like going for fucking drinks and burgers together, mate. Stop talking to us about the news. You guys are aware of um, Cassie, the Australian girl that got busted overseas with all the all the cocaine. She was um, she was caught in in Colombia of all places. With cocaine, I don't. Where did she get it? I don't know. <laughs> All right, and she got busted trying to trying to bring a bit back to the mother country, have a bit of a party. Right? I think it's quite a sad story because she was young, you know. She's 23 years old. Her, she had a whole life ahead of her. You know, it, it, it could have been any one of us who ended up snorting that cocaine. <laughs> Now it's gone forever. She got busted with uh, six kilograms of cocaine. Do you know how much that is? In Australia, that is 60 kilograms of cocaine. <laughs> it's a joke about the quality of cocaine. You into, into cocaine? Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, I've got an anniversary coming up this year, guys. A big anniversary for me. It's a, it's a 10 year. It's been a, a full decade since I took ecstasy for the first time. <laughs> time flies when you're chewing gum. <laughs> I'm 25 years old. 
It's like one minute you're having the best year 10 formal of your life. <laughs> the next you're talking politics with a dude named Greg in a smoking area at 3am. <laughs> I used to feel bad about taking so much ecstasy, you know, because I, I thought it was bad for my health until I found out it has therapeutic uses. They use, uh, they use MDMA to treat PTSD, which is pretty cool. P if you don't know what PTSD is, that's uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. And if you don't know what MDMA is, you need to get out more. <laughs> and I think that's very cool that they use it like that. I would love to do it. I would love to use MDMA to treat my PTSD. But my PTSD is caused by the shit that I've spoken whilst on MDMA. <laughs> Like every now and then I wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat, like, oh, fuck. Spent two hours telling that high school friend of my brother's that I wanted to start a food truck with him. <laughs> and that's all right, you know, if everyone's on the same level. It's when, like, it's a few days later when you realise that guy you were bothering for hours got in his car and drove home. He was just too polite to tell you to fuck off. <laughs> So you're sitting there like this. <sighs> Bro, all we need is an online presence. <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's good to see you, Zach. I heard your brother's doing pretty good. I'd love to hear of him sometime. <sighs> it's a Facebook page, <laughs> a Twitter page. <laughs> Guys, I think that's my time. Thank you so much. Give it up for Zach Dyer. Woo! Yeah, when you came on stage before and you said, he won Raw, I was like, and now explain what Raw is. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't explain what Raw is. I guess we all grow and learn. You know what I mean? <laughs> Literally this... This episode has literally been me being like, she was super drunk, vomited a few times in a taxi, is a huge menace, and also doesn't know how to do her job. So, great. Cool. Nice! <laughs> this is me great. now, guys. Yeah. Uh, Vicky, we spoke about my week, which is obviously very highbrow and fun. Yeah. Let's talk about your week. What happened? Uh, really? Do you want to hear about my week? Would we like to hear about Vicky's week? No. Yeah, there's some clapping. It's really not as exciting. As vomiting in a taxi? Uh, I played a video game. Okay, let, let's... All week. Just to the whole week? Yep. Just I went no to breaks. work. Did you pee? Did you ever pee? I went to work. Okay. And then I came home. Yep. And I played the video game. All right, all right. Well, what's the video game? Um, uh, it's the new Zelda game, Breath of the Wild. Just, is Does anyone know what that is? There's <laughs> Great. <laughs> One, One person. person who I know put their hand up. So, okay, so, okay, okay. And was it fun? Did, we, did you enjoy it? Uh, I found a shooting star. Okay. I collected star fragments from that shooting star. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I climbed a few towers. Perfect. And I, yep, that's all I did. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. No one in this room knows about Zelda, right? But they're still far more impressed by your week than mine. <laughs> I didn't get drunk. I didn't get broken up with with a boy because I don't have a boy. All right, thanks person. for bringing up the game. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Bye, guys. Doing well? Yeah, I'm doing fine. I didn't okay. drink a whole bottle of wine. 
I would drink two right now, if I'm honest. I it's stayed very home. sad. I stayed home and played video games. I'm into it. I like I'm it. I'm the coolest. She, round of applause if she's the coolest. <laughs> hey! It was a forced round of applause. I don't think it was. I think they're really into no. it. I think they get it. I think they love it. I think no. they're... Okay, here. This is... Let's, let's test the forced applause thing. <laughs> All right, ready? Uh, Wait, round of applause. Round of applause if you respect the fact I vomited in a taxi. Oh, all right. I feel a bit better. See? Yeah. It wasn't forced at all. I'm really... These guys are my people. I'm sorry that I haven't been... All right. Well, I've got this side of the room. And I've got this side, side of the room. <laughs> so Phil is your mate, yeah? Yeah. And what are your, your names? Justin. Justin and... Pete. Pe- Pete. 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 Strong name, Pete. Pete. Um, how do you guys know each other? This, it wow, seems like drugs. Not it's drugs. Have, it's, it's drugs. Yeah, it's, it's drugs or guns. Drugs. It's one of the two. Uh, how do you guys know each other? We all used to work together. Where did you work? Is it is it conf- confidential? Definitely. Ooh. ACO, drugs, right? drugs, ACO. drugs, 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 <laughs> drugs. right? Pete, it's drugs, isn't it? Yes. yes. Right. Confirmation. <laughs> they used to work it in drugs together. <laughs> it's pharmaceutical Pfizer. We work yeah. for Pfizer. <laughs> I love it. It's perfect. Um, have you been having a good night, boys? Yeah. Ooh, that was like questionable. But your mate Phil is coming through with some beers. So oh, sober, no, Pete. Sober no more. I'm very excited. Um, no, sobriety is fine as well. I don't know. I'm not always drunk, Vicky. What? Stop looking uh, at me like that. This is actually your intervention. Oh, All shit. Can you today. imagine? Can you imagine if this was our... Anyway, that seems legit, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah. We um, all care about you very much. <laughs> all worry. the strangers care about me a lot. Perfect. Uh, thank you so much, Vicky. Do you, is, okay, so Zelda, anything else about that? or I'm, Well... I thought that you were going to be like, what's Zelda? Okay, so it's a high fantasy game. And I'm going to save the entire world. Wow. But like the end of the month, I will have saved the world. Damn. Yeah. That's fucking cool. Is that not cool? Yeah. Thank you, (laughs) Clappy. I'm going to save the whole fucking world. I feel like it's so funny that you got more claps for you saving the world in a fantasy game than I got for bombing in a taxi. <laughs> like, that to right. me is very funny. That is very funny. We have one last act. We do have one last act. Uh, is he a comedy gem, Vicky? Uh, is one of my favourite comedy gems. Whoa. I love him. I love him very much. First episode, one of his, one of our favourite. It's almost comedy. like I booked some of my favourite people for the first episode. That's so weird. I don't know I mean, why she did that. It's very Are strange. you guys ready for your absolute? I was going to be like headliner, but now I feel like that maybe is too much pre- putting yeah. the pressure on. Is that pressure? Anyway, your final act is one of our favourite comedy gems, and we are very excited to have him here. So put very your hands well. together. Let's go crazy for the one and only Pat McCaffrey. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, I was just, I was sitting at the back of the room just before I actually start. Phil, can I just, I'm not picking on you, but I was incredibly taken and impressed by the way you carried two beers in one hand just then. Like just well done. Like, I'd never thought of doing that. Like, when I get three beers, I always carry them, like, in a little triangle and, like, ferry them to the room. But you, like... Do you have a glandular illness? Like, how is your hand that big? <laughs> Sorry, just well done. That's what I wanted to say. Just keep doing you. Um, 
So uh, I should actually start by apologising. Uh, I've got a slightly... It's actually getting a bit better, but a slightly fucked face at the moment. Uh, so, like, all right, Phil, I thought we bonded. <laughs> I genuinely was. I said to Zach at the back of the room as you walked past, I was like, he's carrying two beers in one hand. Um, anyway, I've got a slightly fucked face, okay? Uh, and it's all just because um, I had an allergic reaction to my boyfriend's cat. Uh, and before I go on, before I go on, I'm well aware that the sentence I had an allergic reaction to my boyfriend's cat is the gayest fucking thing anyone has ever said, right? <laughs> I'm well aware, right? Oh, what, you don't reckon it could get gayer? Strap in, okay, right? What were me and my boyfriend doing? We were watching old episodes of The Great British Bake Off. Yeah, we fucking were, okay, right? I'm talking old episodes. We'd seen it before. We knew how to make lemon meringue tarts. We were just watching for the drama, right? You don't, you don't reckon it could get gayer? What were we doing while all that was happening? Well, he was reading quotes of Marcel Proust to me. Now, if you don't know who Marcel Proust is, he is French, pretty fucking gay, and a philosopher. Ding, ding, ding fucking gay you know reckon it could get gayer than that what was happening while all that was going on the cat was pride reacting to everything Cory Bernardi's ever done on Facebook yeah you know reckon it could get gayer than that what was happening while all that was going on my boyfriend was fucking me yeah like almost all of that happened except for the last bit <laughs> um so yeah, that's that's why my face looks this way. Uh, I should say as well, like sometimes I don't know, like sometimes um, sometimes when I say that I'm gay on stage, uh, it gets sort of a slightly weird reaction from the audience. Not because anyone is homophobic, uh, but just because like I think sometimes audiences are a bit um, taken aback by it. They don't necessarily expect it. Uh, that's because I just don't think I look or sound particularly gay, right? Uh, most of you are now going, no, I reckon you do, fuck off, right? Partic I suppose it's particularly bad because I'm dressed like this today, right? Like I should, I, had, I went to the football today, I was in the members, so I had to wear a collared shirt. Um, uh, but yeah, like all I'm saying is I don't fit many stereotypes, right? I think of being, uh, being particularly gay. Like for instance, um, uh, like, like I think when, when you say gay to an audience, I think some audiences still think of like John Inman from Are You Being Served in the 1950s, you know, like... Like, and I'm not that, right? I don't, I don't walk onto stage. Like, you know, that sort of mincing around, using double entendres for homosexual sex that are so obviously about gay sex, they're just single entendres about gay sex, right? Like, I don't, I don't do that. I don't walk onto stage and be like, do I like AFL football? You might say my favourite part is holding the ball. You know, like, I don't, I don't do that, right? Um, although to be fair, like that as an impression of John Inman is probably giving John Inman more credit than he's worth because John Inman would not have as clever a pun or like reference as that. Like he would just walk onto stage and are you being served and be like, do I like AFL football? You might say my favourite part is fucking men. That's, that's what I like. Anyway, um, all I'm saying is right. there's a sliding scale of gay, right? It goes like Elton John... Uh, what's his name from the UK? His name suddenly escapes me. Graham Norton. <laughs> so I don't know why. <laughs> it's because I have so little reason to think of Graham Norton in my life. It goes Elton John, Graham Norton, space, guys on Grinder who start every conversation with, shh, shh, don't tell anyone I'm here. I'm married. My family couldn't take it. Sandra at work, she's getting really stressed, and Ellie's got the school bully on her case, and she just wouldn't cope. The family would break down. Oh, what's that? Dinner's ready. I gotta go. Here's a photograph of me dressed as Batman for Halloween. Space. <laughs> then I'm at the end, right? That's how it goes. Sliding scale, okay. Um, 
But there's been a lot of talk, actually, about the news tonight. I'm just going to do two quick things about the news. Because I read a lot of news. Like Laura said, it is fucking depressing. And um, there were just, there's, there's one story recently that, read, that I read that shocked me. I read this headline that said, uh, Segregation is alive and well in Sydney. Right? Segregation is alive and well in Sydney. And uh, before I go on, we've got any segregation fans in tonight? Good. Uh, <laughs> correct answer. But like, that's, that sentence scared me, right? Because uh, that, was, that was a scary thing to read. So I did what my mum taught me to do as a child when I read a scary word. And that was replace the scary word with my safe word. Uh, so I reread that sentence to myself as Princess Diana alive and well in Sydney. Um, <laughs> but see, that, even that didn't help me, right? Uh, because uh, like, that sentence is not good either. Because as much as I want the people's princess back... Uh, I don't want her back if the price is that she's stuck living in Sydney. That's a fate worse than death. Don't you agree? You know? Leave, leave her in the tunnel. Um, she's happy there. She's been there for ages, right? She's happy there. Um, uh, but yeah, so I don't want segregation to be back, right? And I, I don't know whether you guys... Because uh, like the first thought I had was like, oh, is it going to be like about our treatment of Indigenous Australians? Is it going to be about how we treat refugees? Um, you know, like I, it was sort of quite worrying to me. Uh, but then I read it, right? Uh, and I was a bit let down, right? In a good way. Because it was the, the sentence read, I can't exactly remember it, but the, the story was um, A swimming pool in Western Sydney has erected a curtain around it for uh, private swimming lessons that are aimed at Islamic women who are too embarrassed to go swimming at the beach. Which is not segregation, is it really? You know, like it's one hour a week at one Sydney swimming pool. Like that's not Brown and the Department of Education, really, is it? You know, like, like, and even if it is segregation in like a very technical sense, it's only segregation in the same way that like all musicians are technically musicians, even though they're not all equal. You know what I mean? Like, like it's like that time I had a conversation with someone at a party and we were bonding over Bob Dylan. And then the third person in this conversation said, ah, you guys, uh, you guys like Bob Dylan. You listen to much Billy Joel? <laughs> like, like those two, they're not the same, right? Like, like, how did he think that conversation would go? Like, that we'd be like, no, I've never really heard of it, you know? And then he'd say, yeah, I, took, I guess, Pat, you're right, you know? Uh, Blowing in the Wind by Bob Dylan was an iconic song that asked some interesting questions of the post-World War II generation and what their, what their role was going to be, what their mission in life was. But, um... You ever heard Uptown Girl? <laughs> I'm just saying, out of Bob Dylan and Billy Joel, only one of them has been covered by Westlife. <laughs> the Westlife, huh? <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's, I don't think it's segregation, right? Uh, but, then, but then I realised, right? I realised on reading this story, because I was talking to a friend about it, I was like, there's no way that's segregation. And then he said to me, have you ever had any experience with segregation? And I was like, no. And I was like, maybe this is how segregation starts. You know, like, like I realised I actually didn't know. I don't think it is, but I, I realised that I honestly didn't know how segregation starts. But, like, the thing is, like, this is not, to me, this is not, like, the beginning of anything. Because, like, I don't know how you have to think to see, like, a community swimming pool that is providing a service for Islamic-only women who get embarrassed by swimming at the beach. By the way, I get embarrassed by swimming at the beach, so I'd love to go swimming at that community pool, right? But, like, uh, I don't see how that's the start of anything. Because, like, what sort of human being, what sort of, like, reactionary right-wing Andrew Bolt blog-commenting, Miranda Devine retweeting human being do you have to be to, like, see that going on and go, ah, oh, there's a 
there's a curtain around that swimming pool and there are a bunch of you know Islamic women behind that. What are they up to back there? They're not they're not learning to swim in a pool by, by holding on to the edge of the pool and gracefully practicing the breaststroke kick at all, are they? That's not what they're doing. They're I know what they're doing. They're turning that pool into an underwater mosque. That's what they're doing, right? They're I've always said this. Muslims have gills. They're planning to convert that pool into an underwater mosque. And people said to me, Barry, you don't know the first thing about Islam, the religion, or its adherents. And I said, yeah, I don't. Hang on heart, I do not know. I tell you what I do know about fish. And fish have got gills, okay? And these Muslims are going to be... These Muslims, or, or mermaids, or, or mer-Muslims, or... We'll work on the word for that later. <laughs> These people, right, I swear they're going to convert that into an underwater mosque. So no more, no more curtains, right, around that pool. And from now on, no Muslim in this country is allowed underwater for more than 30 seconds at a time because they're speaking to each other underwater with their secret Muslim gills. Again, don't know about Islam, do know about fish, okay? M Mr. Mr. Crocodile Dundee, tear down this curtain. I'm confused. Um, <laughs> A rant about fish. <laughs> You're very kind. Uh, I'll just I'll just tell one more story about the news, and then I'll get off. Because um, because uh, like um, there's been a lot of talk about uh, in the news recently about well not actually in the last week or so because Christopher Pine took over, but um, about uh, One Nation recently and Pauline Hanson. She got in a lot of trouble for like uh, potentially. Uh, getting a plane that she forgot to tell people about because you know when I get gifted a plane I totally forget to tell people I got one um, but uh, but yeah so and one of the things I think uh, I used to get really worried by One Nation and now I'm less worried by One Nation because I think what happens to One Nation is um, every time they, they fuck themselves in the foot because they're not very good at like uh, vetting candidates. You know what I mean? Like when candidates run for elections for One Nation, they tend to be people that are idiots. And I think One Nation's like shoot themselves in the foot because they nominate people who are idiots and then we stop taking One Nation seriously to the extent we ever did because like they just look like a party of idiots and simpletons, right? Um, and there was a great example of that sort of theory, right? This is why I'm not so worried about One Nation. I think they'll self-destruct. Great example of my theory uh, in WA, right? Uh, a man called Lawrence Shave, right? Lawrence Shave is, by way of background, he ran for One Nation in WA. By way of background, he is in his early 70s and he is a pastor, right? Man of religion. And he got in trouble for something he posted on Facebook a while ago. There's this Facebook group that exists for backpackers travelling around Australia who are looking for work, right? He posted this ad that said, uh, wanted 18 to 25-year-old female backpackers who'd be interested in working in my takeaway coffee shop where your only work uniform is a bikini. Again, early 70s, pasta, right? <laughs> like, here's the thing, if you told me, right, that an 18 to 25-year-old woman was going for a job interview with a man who is essentially a priest in his early 70s where she would be dressed in the work uniform of a bikini, I would tell you that is not a job interview. That's not a real-life situation. You are describing the script to a low-budget, B-grade pornographic film, essentially, right? <laughs> Particularly when you remember the star character in this film is Lawrence Shave, right? Which is like the closest to a porno name you could come up with, right? Um... But he got in trouble for that. He didn't have to resign, right? But what I, what I remembered about this, when I saw this in the news, what, what struck me about it was how, uh, how it was in conflict with One Nation policy. Because I don't know if you guys have ever been to One Nation's website and read their policies, right? I have. Uh, they're mostly awful. Uh, what am I saying? They're all awful. But the one they have on employment, right, is particularly interesting. Their policy on employment is One Nation 
supports the training and employment of Australians to fill Australian jobs rather than flying in workers from overseas to fill jobs that could be done by Australians. And Lawrence Shave wants to fly in backpackers from overseas to work at his takeaway coffee shop when he could get Australian women to work at that takeaway coffee shop and serve people coffee in bikinis. You know, like, whose side are you really on, Lawrence, right? Like, what, you don't reckon that 18 to 25 year old Australian women, women called Sally or Sandra or whatever, are good enough to like strap on a bikini and serve lattes to exclusively men, waggle their tits in there? What, you don't reckon that Australian women are good enough to do that job, Lawrence Shave? No, it's not enough, is it? That getting a job in this economy is fucking hard because retail's tough to get a job in. Our manufacturing sector has gone offshore and there are no jobs in IT here anymore, are there? Because they got offshore to Southeast Asian developing countries. It's not enough, is it? That things are tough in this country, but you have to make things even tougher, don't you, Lawrence, by flying in women from from Brazil and Sweden, because I bet that's where they're coming from, Lawrence, right? <laughs> to fly in women from Brazil and Sweden, because you don't reckon that Australian consumers will want to order flat whites from flat whites. Well, I'm sorry, Lawrence. <laughs> you got to pick a side. Anyway, I'm Pat. See you later, guys. Thank you so much. Goddamn Pat McCaffrey. Pat McCaffrey. Definitely a comedy gem of ours. Woo. Give it up again for Pat McCaffrey. Very fun. I love him so much. I also love him a lot. He's also one of the most beautiful men in Melbourne comedy. There you go. Yeah. Have you seen that face? It's not fucked at all. It's <laughs> actually, yeah, that is weird. Anyway, um, that's, that's, they're our gems for, for this week, guys. Were they excellent or were they excellent? No, yeah. yeah. They're excellent. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, this is the first live show, so... Yeah, you're you're history, inaugural so. debut show yeah. for Vic and M's Comedy Jams. Thank you so much. I'm uh, thrilled. She's probably thrilled. I haven't asked her yet, but yeah. we will converse. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming down. We've had an absolute pleasurable time. It's been fun. It's weird. I don't know why I said that. It's been, uh, it's been really great. Thanks so much for coming and enjoy the rest of your nights and give it up for everyone you've seen tonight. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.